Hello! Hello! Welcome to My First Time. I'm Colleen Smith. I'm Ian Smith. Related. Related. Uh, <laughs> not with us as always is uh, Mary Jo Smith, who's no relation to either of us, uh, but is a dear, dear friend, and she's just very busy and couldn't make it this month, and we decided to soldier on um, for a first. I'm very nervous to do this without her, because <laughs> her, her stories are always a thousand times more interesting than mine. Um, okay, so this month's theme is Africa. And uh, we're also doing another special thing of, like, it's two pairs. Uh, Ian and I did the same trip to Africa, mm -hmm. and Roxana and Kelly did the same trip to Africa. So before we get started, let's just introduce our guests. Roxy? Hello, I am Roxana Ortega, and I am an actor, writer, voiceover artist, storyteller, yeah. and I'm pleased to be here. <laughs> <laughs> And I am Kelly Ewing, and I'm an actor and writer, and for this purpose, something I do not talk about very often, I used to work at the Corporate Council on Africa in Washington, D.C., and mm -hmm. so that was a big focus of my life. Wow. <laughs> so I love talking about Africa. I did not know that. <laughs> How did that not come up on our trip to Africa? <laughs> So, can, are you going to expand on that in your story, or can you expand on that now? What that means? Well, so basically, right after I majored in international relations, and I did not have a specialty in Africa, but I did a class and loved it. And then afterwards, the Foreign Service wasn't hiring for a little bit, and so I was like, "What am I going to do?" And so there was this nonprofit, the Corporate Council on Africa, and so I started working there. And basically, it promoted U.S. investment in Africa, and it was everything from we would say Algeria to. Zimbabwe. <laughs> so, um, you know, so, so I, then I had a love for Africa and one thing, but I never got to go, which sort of is part of the story. Okay. Um, but one thing we would do is like health ministers would come and we would go around and I would take them around to meet different um, companies. And so we could, they could try to like sell the drugs to them where they could understand how the research works or like that sort of a thing. And then also helping set U.S. policy. So, oh, wow, yeah, she's so. a surprise. Yeah, I'll tell <laughs> right. you this. no, no, but just so you know, this was like my first job. I was very, I was very low level to, to the end, so it wasn't like I was setting policy, but right. but we dealt with that. That yeah. was like what one of the things that like we did. So yeah, that's so that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know. That. I know she's a surprise. I tell you. Um, okay, so uh, so I'll start, and Ian will add. Where, um, so the. The thing about this story is it should be like a um, a murder mystery. The way that I'm going to talk about it, it sounds like it's going to turn into some sort of crazy, round-the-world murder mystery type thing. Ten Little Indians. Ten Little Indians, yeah. which was a very, very racist book about Africa written by Agatha Christie. Um, so uh, I was deliberately avoiding mentioning that it should be an Agatha Christie mystery. But anyway. Um, so we went to this place called uh, Fundu Lagoon. Fundu. Fundu Lagoon on, on Pemba Island, uh, off the coast of Tanzania. In Zanzibar. Yes. Oh. Ah, uh, so. Tanzania. <laughs> how they say it. Oh, did they? Well, yeah. the South Africans say Tanzania. Oh. Uh, so, the this whole trip starts with. <laughs> Uh, a friend of ours, a very wealthy friend of ours, we are not wealthy, but he is very wealthy, <laughs> uh, owns uh, or partially owns a resort on uh, Pemba Island uh, called Fundu, 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 Fundu Lagoon. And for years, he's been talking about his, his resort in Africa and how, long, how many years they've gone there, how they built it, all this kind of stuff. I think he's not an active 
co-owner. I think he's, yeah, just, he's, he's an investor, but he goes every well, once But he was part of a... We have a whole book where he and his wife at the time, now ex-wife, and a friend were on like a yacht or a sailboat, and they happened upon the island, and they built it and made it into something. Like they mm. crash-landed into the cove and decided that's where they were going to build the place. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so he's been talking about it for years, and I kept saying, you know, one day when I have millions of dollars, I'll go see your resort. And then finally he said something like, well, if you guys get yourself to London, because he's a wealthy person and he owns a house in London, yeah. um, I'll get you to Africa. No, and, it was, we were out to dinner after a Groundlings yeah, show. Yeah, that's what I just said. I know, but but he was like, oh, you guys should come to Africa. And we're like, yeah, right. And yeah, and like, then he said that. Yeah. Uh, and by you, he actually met Ian, our sister Jennifer, and myself. So he was willing to fly wow. the three, three <laughs> Smiths uh, to, to his resort. Yeah. It was, we were just was like, very, really? Very, very generous. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, of course, we find the cheapest flight to London and go to London. And then he buys us business class <gasps> on, on Emirates. Emirates. Yeah. Oh, boy. We got to yeah. release this guy's number at the end yeah. of this show. Yes. <laughs> Which we were just like, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Sure? Yeah. Wow. So, we get to London. We spend the first night there just hanging out. And then the next morning. Well, no, we met everybody because there were two oh, yes. okay, other so, groups. There were four families yes. as part of this trip. So, it was... Part of part of the mystery is building, you know, the mm. murder mystery. But what makes it not a murder mystery was <laughs> instead of it being like a bunch of adults, it was Brian, his wife, and their thirteen-year-old daughter, her three thirteen-year-old friends, and their parents. So, it was so actually, they all went to school together. Yeah, and you had yeah, and so it was very family-friendly okay. and, and very much like a bunch of like adults with children and then children. Okay, yeah. when, when was this? Uh, 2016 August. Oh, okay. Wow. And we were sort of a buffer. I, I don't think. know that we were a buffer. I think we, no, because I, I I got the, the vibe that we were like, oh, there's the family thing, there's the whatever, but let's have some some alcoholics alone. Just listen it Not in a bad way. Like, yeah, in a lighten good it up. Way. Yeah. <laughs> like, so <laughs> the next day. Um, and I, I apologize, in a trip to Africa, my one and only trip to Africa, I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about the transportation and the plane. <laughs> so we get picked up by a car, because that's included in Emirates business class. Driven in London, yeah. In London, yeah. Driven to Gatwick. Uh, we go straight into the first class, or the business class lounge, and just get wasted, <laughs> speaking of alcoholics. Um, all you could drink, all you could eat. Yep. I took a shower at the airport. <laughs> oh, it gosh. was real nice. It was. People are definitely <laughs> living another life. Uh, we get on the plane, and it's insane. And I had done business class to Kuwait, but it was on like a United old plane. So it was like being in a Barker lounger, which is still amazing, but like one tiny screen that came out of your arm, and it just played like eight different movies on eight different channels and you would just switch and try to catch the movie when it was beginning or ending or whatever. And this was one of those like individual things. You have like a mini... A pod, yeah. Yeah, a and mini bar. Reclined, sort of into yeah. the bed. Yeah. Next to you, you can pull the TV off and it's a tablet. There's like a separate little pocket for your shoes. And they then bring then... warm roasted nuts and champagne out to you. And then there's a full bar. You're on the top floor. So there's a full standing bar in the back. So, so you, you don't out. ever want to get off the plane. No. I know. <laughs> it was oh amazing. The only thing about it, though, is you do get on first, and people still walk by you. And I have walked through first Did class. Yes, because I remember lying the there. Coach walked through yeah, there? I got all snuggled in, and then I just went, oh, no. And this, all these people walk by we, you. Were we on the top floor? 
even if we were, there was coach or something behind us huh. because lots of people walked by us. And I remember just being like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Because you had guilt about... Yeah, because it's like, you know how long it is. And also for a lot of people, it seemed like they were going home. You know, mm. like, so it's like, you're going to go home mm. and I'm just sitting here like an asshole. And mm. you now, like, anyway, I've, I, I felt very bad until they all got past me and then I, I could enjoy bad. my <laughs> I wouldn't have felt bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a terrible God. human. <laughs> but the other thing about being an alcoholic is like, uh, don't, don't, no matter how luxurious the flight is, don't drink that much because then you don't sleep well and then you're hungover. So... We take that I flight. through like seven hours of that flight. Me too. But then we got into Dubai, mm. which was a gigantic and beautiful. But part of what was weird about it is we got off the plane onto a bus and that airport is so big. It was like a 30 minute drive yeah. to get to the next terminal or whatever. So we were just all like so tired. into like immigration to get through the... Through Something. The there were a lot of steps. But the beauty of the business class is the... The immigration is kind of handled for you, like like you you never touch your bags, like they. Yeah, it's all very <laughs> fancy. So we hang out in the Dubai airport for like I don't know an hour. I mean, you're not going to talk about the fact that we had an entire floor to the airport to ourselves. Oh yes, the 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 what's it called? The there are three layers. Yeah, the lounges are on the top. So this was the one where they we actually got on the plane last. That you you don't have to leave the lounge. They just announce like, oh, now you're it's ready time to get on your flight, and you just take a bridge into the top of the plane, and then you just get on, and then the plane takes off. So, but the, but the airport itself, yeah, had like ninety five percent of human beings are down oh, on no. the base level, right? Stratified, like, <laughs> like ants, you know. Yeah, and you're up there, fifty feet above them, looking at the beautiful glass and everything. And there's one of you to every hundred people down there. And there's open bars and restaurants as far as the eye can see and bathrooms and not nearly enough people to ever consume the amount of food that are opulently yeah. you know, laid out for you there. The Who knows what happens to the leftover cheese and meats and whatever. Yeah. But All the Voss water you could drink. Oh, Voss. <laughs> yeah, just lying around to be taken. So we get, uh, we fly that flight. It's a slightly shorter flight. And we get into um, Tanzania. Tanzania. And <laughs> I can't wait for somebody to be like, Ian, none of this happened. A lot of, a lot of comments. <laughs> so we get into that airport. And that airport's more like a legitimate, just normal, small, not small, but like, I'm trying to think. It reminded me of Hawaii's airport. We grew up in Hawaii. Um, so it was like, I don't know, like just a normal sized airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that would be. very full. Yeah. A lot of stuff. And what was funny about that was there's that point where Brian had, it was our friend, had to get uh, us all our visas. So he just takes our stack of, uh, what's it called, the passports. And it's very weird to hand over your passport mm-hmm. in a foreign country. It's just like, oh, okay. Meanwhile, I see this, there was like a soccer team or an athletic team that were, you know, you know like athletic kids always have like a pillow with them. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. They're always traveling in like pajamas <laughs> and pillows. Right, yeah. And their coach is getting all their passports and they don't care at all. And I'm like, these kids are fearless. Just like, it's fine. But there was some sense of like somebody had to be bribed to expedite our thing. Like we had a private small plane picking us up to take us to Pemba Island, which is a small island of Zanzibar. It's the smaller of the two. And those, the pilot slash team or whatever of that was there to greet us at the... Tanzania airport 
and like shuttle us in and get us expedited through that whole thing. But there was some sense of like you could be rejected, but these people were were like. I think it was less that you'd be rejected and more that um, they were trying to skip the line. Uh, Yeah, that it was idea they were trying to sort of grease some palms and get past the line. So we finally get past that and we get on our plane. And it's a tiny plane. It's only, there were like 11 of us and there's like 11 seats. and 12. 12 seats. And the other thing was we had, um, we were told like don't bring anything hard backed, like baggage wise, because there won't be a ton of rooms. So we have to really shove it in, which will later lead to a plot point. So we're on the runway. We're about to take off. And one of us goes, there's a man on the runway. <laughs> <laughs> and there's this man in a field. And he's, it seemed like he was in like various shades of yellow just a pale yellow, just standing there staring. He kind of rose out of the grasses. Though. He kind of was, was like squatting and then like stood shitting? up. He could pop potentially have been, but it was like a zombie stood up oh, no. and was like staring at our plane from maybe fifty yards away or something. And he just stared, and he was I'm sure looking, at, yeah, looking at us, <laughs> staring at him. But then he started pacing towards us. It was very just very slow, slow, like very high need walked, like. <laughs> and like no human reaction, no emotion, just kind of this very zombie-like walk. It was 100% like the omen of, don't go, <laughs> turn back, he's he's the beginning of the virus that destroys humanity, oh, no. or yeah. the zombie movie. Like, And we were all just staring at him, and it's like, it's rude to stare, we don't know this guy's situation. So it took them a long time to get him off the runway. Yeah, we couldn't leave until he yeah. was like cleared, because he was coming. That's crazy. I know, because there was just like a man... On the runway. It was so casual. Like, they pulled out, like, flashing light, you know, siren Like, they knew how to handle it. Like, this was Joe. And Joe does this every (laughs) Tuesday. They just kind of like, all right, let's go. They grabbed his elbow and walked him to the truck and put him in the truck. We thought we were going to see somebody get shot. I was like, no, that's not how it works. It did feel like a horror movie. Like, this guy's going to turn into something and murder us all. So then the flight um, over to... uh, to the island was beautiful. It's just, you know, like beautiful, b- deep blue ocean and all that kind of stuff. Um, but by the time we land, the sun's starting to go down and we are in this really small airport and there's a man with a bucket that I still don't know what he was there for. Do you remember the guy, the guy with the bucket? Who you up? Yeah. But, well, that's, that's, that's So somebody tried to get a like, we just landed, let's all take a picture thing. And he kept being like, hey, like put his arm around me and then just totally had his like hand on my boob. And he got uh, our friend's wife, and I maybe but they were the customs people too. Like we, I think had he was to get friends. Stamp and, I think he was friends with the customs people. The bucket guy was. Yeah, bucket yeah. like knew them, or he was probably he like was the part of the airport crew. I don't know. It was like skeleton crew. Like the airport was closed, it and was they were just dust. waiting on us. The mosquitoes were out in massive, massive amounts. Oh, and that's the other thing about this all is like the paranoia, of like malaria. of malaria, and we had decided not to take malaria pills. Because we were told they don't have a huge outbreak on this island, you know, it wasn't a huge risk there, and also what malaria pills do to you sounded so horrible. Like psychedelic drugs, basically, that essentially give you malaria while you're trying Yeah, like to light malaria. malaria. Yeah. And But then it was like the second we were off the plane, we just covered in DEET, and just like, <laughs> which is also going to kill us all. So we get into these two vans, and I feel like any car that existed before the 90s just smells like cigarettes permanently, and these 100% did. And it just goes from, like, sunset to absolute darkness. So you can barely see anything. And yeah, it's there's this, no lights on it. Yeah. And it's this 45-minute really fast drive on windy roads through the island. Because the in order to get to the part of the island we were staying on, you had to 
drive through the island, get to a port, and take a boat to the other side of the island. Which was inaccessible by road, essentially. Uh, So it's just absolute blackness with the occasional light, and then just a person or bicycle right next to you. With the occasional, like, TV or fluorescent light powered by a generator. Like, you'd pass, and you'd see, like, five people gathered around. The only light, you know, around, Mm -hmm. but you'd, you'd just, like, there'd be somebody by your window as you're going 40 miles an hour. Felt like they were eight inches away. Like, they just missed the mirror. People walking this, like, you know, narrow road. Which we saw in the daylight. Yeah, well, don't ruin the end. All right. So, so we finally get to the dock. And I'm not great in foreign countries or even in foreign cities because I get very self-conscious about seeming like I'm a tourist. Right? Like, I had a screaming fight with my mother in San Francisco once where I was like, don't pull out a map! People will know. Like I was just like, and what are you afraid of? Just the shame of being an outsider. The shame of being an outsider. People thinking I'm a moron. Getting swindled. You know, all of it. I target. Yeah, I people taking like any kind of pictures. It's too much attention. Yeah. Yeah. Growing up in Hawaii, tourists were judged. Yes. So I think that's where it probably stems from. Because Hawaii is such a like, even, like, hundred percent Japanese uh, people hate Japanese tourists, like mm. despise them and just think they're absolute shit. So the idea of like, and being a white person in Hawaii, a lot of times people don't know if you're a tourist or not. So you get a lot of like, go back, Howley, or like, get out of here, Howley, or like, we don't like you, Howley stuff. So to go to a place where um, almost everyone is not white, there's no way they're going to be like, oh, she's a local. Like, <laughs> no way. So this is the first time because we showed up at the dock and I, it was like late and I think people were just working at the docks doing whatever people do at docks. That, that I felt that sense of like, oh God, we're just these fucking white people going to this resort and ugh. And I was tired and hungover and we'd been on... Yeah, this two, was two days of solid travel and yeah. it's like six hours of sleep in London. So we get on this boat, and the guy, what was his name? Faki? Yeah. He goes, welcome to Pemba Island. Um, Like the ghost of Christmas present. uh, (laughs) (laughs) What's it called? The Christmas Carol? Muppets Christmas Carol. So um, we get on the boat, and now it's like a speedboat. And we're zooming in. And I thought this was like another 45 minutes. I was like, okay, it's another 45 minutes. And it was like a 10-minute ride. <laughs> and you can see the dock approaching in no, the lights. it wasn't lights. 10 minutes. It was a while. But it wasn't that whole van ride. Yeah. You know, everything had been like, okay, here we go. And it was refreshing. The mist of the sea is blowing on yeah. you. Yeah. Cool air. Uh, lots of oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> so we get there, and the, like, the staff meets us. And they're very international. Like, one woman was from South Africa. Another person was like... From Australia, it was all a bunch of like expats, uh, like here to like they found themselves on this island running yeah. a resort. Like once again, we should all get murdered, or there should be a <laughs> um, And the like the staff takes your bags away, so you don't have to um, do anything. And then we just get straight there, and there's like food for us. And we'd gotten in late, so the rest of the resort had gone to bed. Um, what was the food? Was it Americanized or was oh, it like, first class, like chef trained in. You know, but it was overseas. actually, it was more but all local staff, but the but the chef had gone somewhere to, like to train. French techniques. But yeah, it was wait, like wait. lamb with a, a sweet plum sauce and mashed potatoes and or fish with roasted vegetables. It was very like, you know, California cuisine Palatable. mixed with European. And like there were these things, you know those lobsters that like don't have heads? 
what are they called? Langoustines? Uh, langoustines. Oh. Lots of langoustines. Because they were native to the island. There were a lot of them around. Yeah. yeah. They, they had something they called like a sunfish, I think, or something like that. And it looked like a cross between a crab and a lobster, like this prehistoric, mm. weird... Oh. Maybe that's what like I thought a, was a langoustine. Like it had a tail, but with a crab's body or something like that. Whoa. It was bizarre, odd. but they t- you know, taste just like lobster yeah. or crab or whatever. <laughs> um, but we're still in the paranoia point. I don't think I ever left the paranoia point <laughs> of like, so yeah, there are individual cabins. So after everybody had kind of hung out that first night and everyone was exhausted and we're going to bed, um, we all went off to our individual cabins. And the cabins are all wood and you get there and they've turned the bed down for you. And, uh, there were tents. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. That's what they were. They were tents with wood floors. So these mm-hmm. were like hyper luxury tents and the bathrooms were built. So they had like cement and wood floors and they were built in. Um, but they like put your flaps down and put the um, mosquito netting down over the bed and like. It you had was... bottles of water waiting for you because yeah. you didn't want to drink the water. Did you not? No. You, okay. They kind of even questioned brushing your teeth in the, in the tap water. Oh, I don't remember that. I don't It was well teeth. water, which was just. As good as it was going to get. I think well water is supposed to be good water, isn't Not it? Not if it's full of well. weird parasites. And- <laughs> well. <laughs> so we get in there. <laughs> and uh, and But the walk from the main place to our thing was like, okay, okay, because there's monkeys. And I think bush babies, is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were like bush babies and monkeys. Oh, what is and a bush baby? They're, like the, they're little and they have like really big eyes. But are they sort of monkey? They look like a gremlin, like yeah. like oh, gizmo. Oh, I know kind what of. you mean. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's like a marsupial. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she said. But uh, <laughs> they gigantic millipedes. Millipedes. Ooh. Like yeah. like <gasps> an inch across and a foot and a half. Like the size oh, of a slap bracelet. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. God, gigantic. All right, no. But the thing that scared me the most was the monkeys. Because they're the small kind of monkeys that people always have as pets and then they rip someone's face off. You know those kind of monkeys? Yeah. Like, like that Pippi, size. Pippi's monkey? Yeah, like Pippi's monkey. Okay. Um, but we, and you can hear just things rustling and we're in Africa, you know? Yeah. Which is, and there's snakes there too. I saw a few snakes. Did you? Yeah, they came up onto the pool. and the, the yeah. It's slightly less terrifying than uh, Australia, which it also anytime I was sort of out and about, I was like, eh, I'm just going to die. So, <laughs> so is it a lush, what's the geographic? It's yeah. very jungly. Jungly. And okay. the jungle comes right up to the beach, okay. and you oh. are in a, a decked tent okay. that's on the beach okay. so the water okay. comes pretty close to it at night when the when the well it depended when what, the, the tide first came night in. we were more or the first couple of nights we were in a cabin that was sort of tucked away and then we ended up in one close to the beach they split Remember? us up after yeah. Yeah, okay. a couple days and could you hear the ocean mm-hmm. oh yeah it was right there Ugh. and you were walked through sand walking anywhere was like on sand and lots of stars yeah lots of stars and you could take the beach to get to like the restaurant and the bar sometimes mm-hmm. but if the tide came in you couldn't take the beach. You had to take the jungle path, mm-hmm. which was just a sandy path 50 yeah. feet from the beach, basically. But also, I just realized how little I looked at the stars because I was too busy looking down so that I didn't For, get murdered by oh, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> by a bush, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so the individual cabins also have decks and then higher decks so you can see, like, over the the uh, foliage to the ocean. And then they had, like, a plunge pool. Like, it was just Ooh. insane. I'll show you guys pictures. So we have a whole thing. Um but uh, 
for those of you listening, I'm sorry. You'll just have yeah. to use your uh, imagination. Put them on the website. Yes, I guess I'll put them on Facebook, and then you can see pictures. Um, so then, it was great. The first couple of nights were just really fun. But I'm not a really great lounger, mm. and so much of being there is lounging. But we also went when it wasn't super hot, so uh, like it wasn't like you needed to get into the ocean to cool off or you needed to do whatever. So there was a lot of like, okay, well. I guess we'll drink wine. <laughs> did you, did you, uh, so you're not a lounger, are you a pacer? Are you, let me go see the city. I like city. to see stuff. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. You're or doer. I like to watch TV. Activities. But there's oh. no, I mean, there's no TV there and it's like. That was nice, no internet. You had, you could only just barely catch Wi-Fi at the bar other than that you were at, which was yeah. a blessing. Are you a lounger? I'm very much a lounger. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he brought like a small guitar and like did like oh. stuff all day and did travel yoga. Travel guitar? Yeah, travel guitar. <laughs> I took the neck. I, I bought a kid's guitar and you could take the neck off so I compacted it and packed it in my bag and yeah. plugged it into my iPad so I could all day long. Did you like singing sessions? No. no. Not I just, that I just kind need of, to, I need to play guitar yeah. every day to like oh, he's do an artist, yeah. everyone. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> And then how was it for your sister? So Jen and I are the same. So okay. we were both like, well, I guess we'll go to eat. And then like no one had gotten up yet. So we, you know, it's one of those places where you just go and they bring you mm-hmm. brunch or whatever. Um, but you could start drinking yeah, as so early as you want and nobody's going to judge you. Well, and that's what Jen and I would do. And then we'd just be tired. And then we'd You'd be take like, take a nap Who in the wants? middle of the day. I know, but Jen's not a napper. So we had a day where our host uh, rented a yacht. Oh, uh, which several was, days. Well, this, yes, but this oh, was the first a, day. This sounds tough. But yeah, I hope so you guys got through it. Really it. Really <laughs> and he was disappointed. It's like a catamaran yacht. Yeah, he yeah. was disappointed with the yacht. Uh, oh. his, the quality oh. of yacht for what he was oh. paying what, wasn't what good. What was the disappointment? Well, one of my favorite things is they're supposed to make you food. I didn't know this when you order yachts, they feed you. And her big snack was uh, cashews that were supposed to be toasted, but they weren't. They were raw cashews that oh. were burnt on one spot. Oh, so they didn't good. turn the cashews. They, they were good the first time, but it, it was it was a delightful like oh we're having champagne and roasted cashews, and then it was like oh I've got more food, more cashews, more cashews. And right. it wasn't roasted cashews; it was raw cashews that were burnt on wherever it stayed in the pan. Yeah. Uh-oh. Um, and she was also like, I enjoyed it. She was from somewhere else, like she was. Staying. I think she was South African. Oh, yeah. So there were a lot of people who were from different the places. The cashew roaster? The cashew roaster. Oh. Was that her job to roast the cashew? Well, like she was the, 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 the captain. She had a mate, and I cannot remember his face. Yeah. But she was the captain. <laughs> a and, bush but baby I guess clawed it. If yeah. you rent a yacht, the captain cooks you meals while you lounge, oh. right? And it was fun, but by the end of that night, I was like, okay, you haven't really slept. You've been drinking too much. <laughs> you need to just go to sleep. But there's also a little bit of like, you know, we've been brought to sleep for our supper. Like, you gotta be fun. So we get back, and it's Swahili night. So it's the night they serve Swahili food, which uh, to me was very similar in a lot of ways to Indian food, but not with the spices and stuff. And But also the some people from the village or were dressed up, I guess, in traditional garb and, like, playing music and dancing. And they would go, oh, and they would move you. Dinner was always in a different place. So dinner would be on the dock, or dinner would be down on the uh, beach. or dinner. So you'd have, like, different... Only twice. Three okay, times. Fine. Three times. And would this be everyone, or was it literally like everybody? Every, okay, there were at the same time. 14, 15 cabins, so altogether there's maybe 30 to Got 40 it. guests. Okay. And so, yeah, it would be like they'd set up all the tables on the dock or whatever. And we get there, and I like order a wine just to look like I'm having fun. And <laughs> they're coming around, playing the music and making people get up and dance. Mm-hmm. And I went, like, oh my God, oh my God, if I have to dance, I don't. I don't think I can do it. Like, I was so sleep deprived. And, like, 
tired and everything. And there are, there are some pictures of me where I'm just literally like smiling like a crazy person <laughs> just trying to indicate I'm happy. Thankfully, they did not come up to me and make me dance. And Jennifer and I both were like, all right, well, we're going to bed. And there was a little bit of like, really? Okay. And we went to bed. The next morning, we wake up. And both of us have, like, energy and are alive yeah. and have rebooted. Well, you guys also decided that night to, like, not really drink. Because the first two... That was, like, yeah. night three. The we first switched. two days was fucking full tilt for, for everybody. And you're jet-lagged mm-hmm. and you're trying to find sleep yeah. when you can. And you guys, I think, woke up hungover that morning, got on the yacht, and we're like, eh, we're going to peace out. Yeah. Everybody else was, like, dancing till the, this, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was so that Jen and I woke up the next morning. Myself included. With actual energy. And this was the day we went into the village. Oh, God. So the guy uh, who was like the head waiter um, took us. In- Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi. No, yeah. no. Chi-Chi? I think so. I think so. Took us into his village. And there were like two villages and then a village that was like part of the resort uh, so it was like three villages all together, and he walked us through. And now this is like, because I'm not a great lounger unless there's television involved, this was amazing to me. And I didn't realize everybody else felt like shit but me and Jennifer. <laughs> so we were just like, oh, and everybody else was like hot and felt kind of crazy. And were like, and they were all on malaria pills too, which I mm. forgot about. So they were all just like, not only hungover, but also being mildly on malaria. <laughs> so we walked through these villages, and it was so cool. So first of all, they grow um, uh, cloves oh. on Pemba. Spice Islands. Yeah. Mm. So everywhere are cloves drying. So everywhere mm. smells like <gasps> so cloves. Good. It's it's overwhelming if you're having a panic attack and you're hungover, <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> I, I noticed. Wait, wait, were you maybe having a panic attack? I was having a little bit of a panic <laughs> okay. attack, yeah. Because of the cloves, or...? It was, a, it was a combination. It was like you'd hiked to get there, and it was warm and sweaty, you know, okay. so you had that, like, deep ring under the everything. Kind of like Hawaii And then the flashbacks. kids came out to you, which was, like, mm. 50% genuine... And 50%, like, we've done this a million times, Mm -hmm. to get pictures taken. You take Polaroid pictures of them and give them their Polaroids. And then some people wanted to charge you for taking pictures. There was a little bit of a, like, we this is a routine, and you're authentic, but there was this, like, massive amount of beautiful children coming at you who was, apparently the, the... the death rate of, of children had gone from like 80% down to like 25 or something like that. So you had a, a, a population of eight and below that that had never been there before. And like the parents were like, I don't know what to do with these people. Well, that's a lot of projecting. But there was a lot of poverty. No, that's kind of what they said. It was like, like they, they never had this or volume. Our host of, said. I think Chi Chi kind of talked about it. All right. I don't know. I don't but know. they had built a school there for these kids. That was and they so brought in plumbing, and they brought in uh, teachers, I think, and, med- and uh, doctors. Because the and chiefs of the tribes had been like, "You can't build, um, they, yeah, you can't build here unless you do this," which was mm-hmm. well, which I liked that they were yeah. like, yeah, "You can't just like set up shop on our island." Um, but I, I did have a panic attack, like walking through like mud streets with like kind of. There was one cinder block building, but most of it was like sticks and mud patches. No, it wasn't. No, it was. Well, we have different memories, right. and mine's more <laughs> accurate because I wasn't having a panic attack. It was like, definitely there were no like glass windows, 
but they were like buildings. They were they were small and short, but it, they weren't mud huts. We weren't walking through a mud hut place, and the the they were not paved roads, but it wasn't mud. It was dry anyway. Um, but it was interesting. I'd never ever seen anything like that ever before, and I did have that weird thing of guilt where you're just like, once again, growing up in Hawaii, where you're just like, I don't want to make your life into like some sort of like novelty. I take a picture of, mm-hmm. and I asked Chichi. Who knows if he'd give me a real answer anyway. But I was like, does this bother them? Because, like, the villagers just seemed to be kind of like... No, there were people hiding. When, like, uh, yeah, like, didn't want to be One seen. of the guys that was with us, because the, the guy Chi-Chi told us, like... Don't take pictures. Don't just them. take people's pictures. Yeah. Like, ask them permission. Yeah. And there Pay is them. kind were of a trade... Were you paying them for the pictures? Nobody was paying. It was more no. like the kids were cool with Having the, the Polaroids because they, they could Polaroids have a, a picture of mm-hmm. themselves. Wow. But that you couldn't just go, like... Let yes. me take a picture yes. of you and, and like you're an exhibit. One yes. gentleman decided, I think, to just ignore that guidance. And I, I remember witnessing him, like, taking pictures of people, and they sort of, like, yes, hid. Yes, we're hiding. And that was part of my panic attack. I think that's when it kind of started mm. to kick in, because just like, just I don't like we're violating these people's mm-hmm. world and space, and we're coming through like it's a zoo in a way. Yes. Like, it felt uncomfortable. I think that was my panic attack. Aww. It was like... They're on display for us, and it feels gross. Well, that's why I like clung close to Chi-Chi, and I was just like, tell me about like what am I actually learning? Yeah. So he said, like, uh, there's one um, carpenter in the village, and like when he die or when he's about to die, he like appoints a, uh, an apprentice. So that like the way the three villages like work together to like pass down uh, skills and you know all that kind of stuff it was just really interesting, and it was just. Really? Chi Chi showed us his house he was building, which yeah. was one of the center block houses. Which was one of the fancier houses. And I was, but it was just, it was interesting. Whether or not they liked us there or not, I, or we got any kind of accurate impression of what life is like there, I've just never seen anything like it. Mm. So it was really amazing to me. And then we got on the yacht again. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was so tired at Crikey and Jenner, like, let's like, hang out. And we were having the best time. Anyway. Uh, the the trip progressed like that of just kind of um, hanging out and, and they'd had like you know well, we camp- went to a specific island that was like a national preserve yeah that there were no inhabitants other than like the two park rangers who lived on the island wow. so you went through this pristine beach you know there's no bottles or cans or garbage or buildings there was like a couple picnic tables and and they came out and they were like, oh, you know, greetings, whatever. But you set up and you cooked. We had some food there, I think. Or something I didn't. Like That's that. one of the days I think you guys went and Jen and I stayed. Oh. And then we went hiking to like the other end of this National Preserve Island. There was a trail through the forest and you were on this beach that was just like untouched by man. It felt like it was untouched by man. Yeah. And we went scuba diving. We learned how to scuba dive. I did not learn how to scuba I did. dive. Ian learned how to scuba dive and took to it naturally. They were like oh. very impressed with you. Uh-huh. I'm a good swimmer. Uh, Jennifer, our sister, we got dropped off uh, a, a, like far from the shore. We were going to swim in and snorkel. That was the snorkeling. Snorkeling. Part. And Jennifer had a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> she grew up in Hawaii swimming. But she, but she just, was never a swimmer, though. Well, but I also think for her, it was like, oh, wait, I can't put my feet down. Oh, and like, too deep. Yeah, and this is an ocean I've never been in before, and it just like started to overwhelm her. So we had to go back and like swim her back to, or swim oh. her to shore. Um, and I think I stepped. I jumped off the boat like 
heroically, Indiana Jones jumped off the boat and stabbed my foot at that point. This is like day four, so I was limping for the rest of the trip with like a festering wound on the bottom of my foot. You were supposed to be the fun three. I know. We're like going to bed early to keep our lives together. Um, But it it was really fun, and there was like the canopy night where you went up, and we went with wealthier people, so their clothes were different clothes every time because they brought bigger bags. <laughs> but I had been told to bring a small bag. And I would also have been told that like black clothes and other colored clothes you couldn't wear because they attracted sand fleas. <laughs> so I'd gotten all this like random blue, like uh bad clothing from like Goodwill, because I was like, this is what you wear in Africa. Like lots of weird um linen that doesn't work. Linen is not cool or breezy at all. Um it's but kind of sweaty. Yeah. And yeah. tight and scratchy. So but every, they would launder your clothes. Yes, every and I had day. all my clothes washed over and over again because <laughs> I didn't have any clothes to wear. And then, like you know, his wife would show up in this like, and she's gorgeous, and she'd wear this like gorgeous dress that was like every night was like a new thing outfit. I was like, I, was oh, like, yeah. oh, I missed the boat on this one. <laughs> um, you didn't. You had a yacht. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, so the, but I I always think like when you go on vacation. Yes. When you go on vacations where, especially that are really exotic like that, you have to come back with some, like, epic story. It can't be, like, business class was amazing. Like, you have to have some, like, life-changing <laughs> thing. And you can't be like, I don't know, we just hung out, it was cool. Um, and it was really lovely and it was really cool. But besides the village, the other thing um, that I thought was kind of the most amazing thing was on our last day, and we went out on these different boats, the smaller boats. and Dolphin um, safari. Yeah, and <gasps> we were going to go look for dolphins. Oh, my God. And they were, like, chasing. They were, like, the rain brings them out or something like that. And they were sort of trying to chase them and find them. And there's a couple things of, like, no, no, it's, oh, they're not out. And then all of a sudden, they were everywhere. The school of, like, 50, oh. 60 yeah. dolphins. It sounds okay. amazing. It was and they're amazing. swimming with the boat and playing with you. And, yeah. and small. they were kind of small dolphins. They're not gigantic. Um, and they would, like, we lay down on the, because it was a smaller boat, you lay down on the front, and they were just there. Like, you could reach down and touch them. And they were just everywhere, and they were jumping, and they were baby dolphins, and it was just like, I know, it was amazing. And we got video footage, I mean, good video footage, not even just like, hey, look, there's a dolphin, and someone's like, oh, maybe I can see it. Like, I can see 10 dolphins beneath, directly beneath Into their souls. Yeah, they're looking directly at me, saying hello in dolphin speak. Um, And then, I think we went home. And packed up and left that day. I got right? food poisoning on the last day. Oh, oh I forgot. So like, yes, horrible food poisoning. Cashews? <laughs> no, we had we had since parted ways with the yacht. I think she was on to different seas, but I don't know. Maybe from brushing my teeth. Oh, the with well the, water. With the well, I'd been using well water up to that point to to brush, but not to drink. But or from the food, I don't know. But it was. But bad. nobody else got and sick. And then I, it was on the last day, and we had. The last day, and we left the next morning, and I think I just was, like, in my tent all day from, like, oh. breakfast on. But then came out, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to come out to dinner, and everybody's like, just drink tons of vodka, and I was like, all right, oh my I, you, you don't have to sell me on that. I'll, yeah. It'll purify your stomach, and then I got prescription strength anti-diuretics, anti-diarrhea, I don't know what the term I is. I think the first thing you said was Anti-diuretics. Yeah. Uh, like Cipro. That might have been it. That just and I your, took your body like <laughs> six. No, yes. what are you doing here? Because everyone was like with vodka, and yeah. he still hasn't shut. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had been shitting okay, up yeah. until that point, right. and that froze me up until oh, yeah. 
We got to the Tanzania airport, I think. Tanzania airport. And then I had to like redose. And it got me through maybe like one visit on the plane and then got me all the way to London, basically. But it was because it would have been miserable to be. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was bad. It was like bad food poisoning. And by the time we got to London, I was I was toast. And it, it rode with me all the way back. But our favorite part about all this is like we had all this luxury travel, but we had, for some weird reason had scheduled it that like the second we got back into London, we were going to get on another plane and go back to L.A. Oh, no. no, we had a, a, a hotel. I know. But what I mean is... We, everybody got in, and the nice thing is they'd greet you with your bags and, and take you to your car, and we'd be like, drive us to Heathrow, please. So we went straight from Gatwick to Heathrow, and then we had a Yoto, which is For basically like hours. a bunk bed and a shower in the Heathrow airport. And we had, yeah, for four hours, like, everybody took a shower, and I actually slept a little bit, and then we had to get on premium economy. Oh, back to the real world. Yeah, and an 11-hour flight back to L.A., so we did... Um, it was like 48 hours of travel back yeah. to LA. That's with rough. you with horrible diarrhea. Yeah. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yeah. Doesn't matter but it how was, luxurious. It was such a good trip, though. It was so... <laughs> it was worth it. It was so good. And it was a weird... For me, it was like a weird time in my life. I, had, I was like in the process of selling my business, mm. and I put all my shit in storage, so I didn't have... A, I moved out of the place I was at. And, that's fun. And so it was like a midlife crisis grand adventure for me, and it was just like... Whoever yeah. gets that, whoever gets offered like an all-expenses-paid yeah. trip to a resort in Africa, mm, sounds amazing. Yeah, and scuba dives with the yeah. fish and I feel like I, and... but I do feel like I let some part of me down by not having some sort of adventure. You know, like everybody at the resort was just normal. There wasn't anybody where it's like, we'll get into trouble with that person. <laughs> and then it was like, the villagers were like, didn't want to hang out with us. So it was just kind of like, well, I guess I'll play uh, 500 Rummy with my friends, which is also great. Yes. But you feel like when someone's like, what did you do? And it's like, well, I hung out. I yeah. saw stuff. Um, yeah, and the, also, the, the trek through the village was the most authentic African experience part of it. It just felt like the thing that you couldn't do anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Everything else was like, yeah, you could do that other places. Like, you know, I've seen dolphins in Hawaii and stuff, but I'd never seen that. But there was something to be, to being like removed to some Mm -hmm. far corner of the earth in the Indian Ocean with clean waters and no Wi-Fi and just detached from this reality and so monkeys. Dramatically. And monkeys. And monkeys. Of course, you guys did have a dying chemotherapy dog that oh. was on the back of your mind yeah. the entire trip. He managed. He, he, did, he, he I was mean, all right. He was all right. We but you were, a, like, guilting yourselves about it at the same yeah. time, too. So I think that might have been part of your issue. Um, but I also, the biggest thing, too, is that it's, like, we just saw, I mean, what is it? Like, all of North and South America can fit inside of Africa. Mm. And, like... It's Europe. inaccurately Massive. portrayed on the map. Yeah, it's such a gigantic place that when you go, like, I went to Africa, it's like, I went to, to an I, I went to like <laughs> a speck of sand on a beach. Like, it's so, my, my, my concept of Africa is like somebody going like... The 1%. Yeah, I went to like Molokai, and now I've been to North and South America. And you're like, no, you have no concept at all of mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that's our Africa story. Wow. Yay! Okay, Roxy and Kelly, <laughs> tell us your story of Africa. Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I first want to start by saying that I always, 
I always wanted to go to Africa, like since I was very little. It was, I don't know, I was born with this, I don't know, but I used to walk out of my house and say, it looks like Africa today when I was a kid, out of nowhere. Um, and it was, it was not Africa because I grew up in Orange County and there was no, <laughs> there were no Africans in Orange County. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't see a movie. I don't know what it was, but I was obsessed with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had that, right. It was always a dream. So this would have been in like, I think it was 2013. 13. Mm -hmm. Um, Kelly said, I walked into her office at work and she was like lamenting that she had no one to hike Mount Kilimanjaro with, uh -huh. that it was her dream. And I was like, oh yeah, oh, where's Mount Kilimanjaro? And she said, Africa. And I was like, oh, my God. I've always wanted to go to Africa since I was, like, six. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just do this Mount Kilimanjaro thing, and then we'll, like, go on safari. Yeah. So it's, like, not, it's like not a big deal, not a big deal. Yeah. So I was like, okay, great. Like, great. That sounds like a And we had hiked together before. We had hiked together. We The did, Grand Canyon. We did the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And I would say I'm not. Which I want to. Ask about that, but oh, I won't. Yeah, that was the story. I, I wouldn't say that I'm a hiker, but I do love nature. I love a good view, so I am willing to hike for it. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll do that mountain, and then we're going to go on safari, right? <laughs> yeah, and it was, but it was like for a little bit, I was like, right, and then we're, but we're going we're gonna to do the mountain. First. I was like, oh, we're yeah. Gonna do that, like, she's like, I can't wait to the animals. Like, we're we're going to do we're gonna the mountain. Right. I was like, <laughs> oh, the views sound like they're going to be so yeah. amazing. Yeah. So, and I will say, like, and at the time, it was a very kind of crisis-y time. My dad had died, and I was, like, helping taking care of my mom with Alzheimer's, and I was like, I need an escape, you know? Like, it sounded like a great time to do a lifelong dream, Yeah, right? Yeah, and I had always, I, I, I sorry, I had not always wanted to go. I do always like traveling. I'll pretty much go anywhere mm -hmm. with anyone. I Like, it all is exciting to me. But it wasn't until I started working at the Corporate Council in Africa place that I was like, oh my God, I really want to go. I want to go here, I want to go here. We did trade missions, and I would like almost go places. But then, for whatever with work, like, I, I wouldn't go. And then I was supposed to go to... Tanzania and Uganda and Kenya and then the embassies blew up and so Jeez. the trade mission was canceled and then I ended up having another trip to Zurich it's another thing don't worry about it but like <laughs> so basically they were like oh well you're not going to get you to go to Africa now at least for like you know I could go later and so I was like what so I'd always I mean especially when you work on, for on a continent you just like always want to go and I'd always wanted to climb Mount Kilimanjaro for some weird reason I don't really know I can't say why you're an adventurer and I would say I mean you are really an adventurer jump out of planes person and I am an adventurer but I'm also extremely fearful like I will <laughs> always be like that sounds great and then I'm like wait a minute though I'm afraid of mountains I'm afraid of air I'm afraid of like <laughs> yes. but I will go like my yes. I have a therapist who has said to me two therapists I run anxious, like I'm high, yes. I'm an HSP, look it up, hsp.com, highly sensitive person, so I have like high anxiety, high sensitivity. But she'll do it. And but this, I do it, I And this yes. is one thing I learned about Roxy, I think you discovered it for yourself on this trip, if we're getting, jumping ahead of ourselves, like when we went to the Grand Canyon, she was like, well as long as I don't have to like go over a bridge over a river. Like, <laughs> and literally what? she said it and I looked over and I was like don't, don't, there is a left. bridge don't over left. a river and, and so we got the but like she did it and so oh. and so this I mean literally I mean if you don't remember this but like she and also the thing about her is that like if I have anxiety I probably like keep it to myself and like work through it she verbalizes it I'm a verbal expressor and so she was like 
I'm worried about this. Like, I'd be like, great, we're all set. And like, but what about this? And so I kept trying to like bat down her anxiety distract. and distract the anxiety. And then I finally was just was like, you know what, Kelly, you need to relax because she will have anxiety, Regardless. but she'll do it. No. Yeah, I do, do it. it. I need to get it out. I yeah. need to get my feelings out of my mouth. I'm sorry, husband. But that's how I do it. Like people know that. Now, people who are close to me know that, and then I'm fine. I will do it. I just have to express like, it. Like, you don't need consoling. You just need to be able I to I just say need to it. say, oh, my God, I'm terrified, and then I do it. Yeah. But the thing with Kelly is Kelly is a monster researcher, okay? It, like, first of all, she can do anything. I'm a big fan. But <laughs> she researches and plans a trip like nobody. So she started giving me materials on Kilimanjaro, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, meow, meow, meow. I'm going to, like, peruse it because I wanted to be surprised. Oh, no. <laughs> but then one day I, like, was like, maybe I should read these pamphlets. And um, and I was I was looking at this one book, and it said, um, you know, you're going to be walking in extreme altitude. It's, like, 19,700. Almost 20,000 feet. Almost 20,000 feet. And this is extreme altitude, and it can cause something called cerebral edema. And the symptoms said brain leak. And I was like, brain leak? Brain, wait, what? Brain leak. And I could not, like, I, every time I walk downstairs, picture my dead body at the bottom of the stairs. Like, I'm constantly thinking about my demise. So thinking about my brain leaking, like, I could not get that thought out of my head. So, and, and Kelly's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just like all casual. But it's going to be great. And we're going to be, we're going yeah. with a really good company. Yeah, we're going with a good company, which we did. We were like, we're going to go with a company. We're going to pay a little bit more yes. to make sure we don't die. <laughs> to survive. Because they're going to bring oxygen up there. They're going to bring hyperbolic chambers. So if we like, depressurize. Or depressurize. Like, we had, if yeah. we had to go down. <laughs> They like tech. They checked our oxygen and like everything all the time. And then and we had like they set up. I mean, listen, they set up our tents. I mean, they like made our food. We woke up in the morning and had coffee, tea, and hot chocolate. Like it was hot chocolate. It it was okay. So we get to basically we 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 prep. We have to buy all this gear. It's like a seven-page essential gear list, which was insane. With two huge bags. Huge. And there were requirements, like yes. it had to be certain types of bags and things. And so we do, I, I will say that Kelly was training to do this Like trip. physically training? Physically, physically training. training to climb this mountain. And I read in a book that it said you can't train for altitude. So I was like, great. I don't need to do anything. <laughs> I guess I don't yeah. <laughs> Check. I'm <laughs> So we finally, what, we get there. We traveled separately and we, we, we tra- met in Amsterdam because yes. you used miles, I think. I, I, yeah, I used miles and then she, um, and this is also one of her first big trips. Oh, yeah. Like, she was afraid, like, she, because she. I've been she, to Europe. You'd been to Europe and also you, you work so much you were afraid to leave Los Angeles. Yeah. And literally, <laughs> like, what, like, therapists, family members, like, every single person was like, go. Yeah, you have for to go. You. I felt yeah. guilty and I yeah. felt she, she was taking care of her mother at the time. Yeah, yeah. so they're like, go, you should, you need to go. But I at first, it was like two weeks off we were going to take. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of money to go to Africa. I was like, why isn't this a $150 trip? Like, I fly to San Francisco on yeah. Southwest. <laughs> like, why is this trip so expensive? She was like, well, we're going to Africa. It's pretty <laughs> far away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we arrived separately. Uh-huh. But then we in got Europe. in Amsterdam. We met in Amsterdam. Amsterdam right? Yeah, so we met in Amsterdam. She's sick, or or right, you were sick. But so she was literally like on the plane. She's like, "What if I 
what if I'm not able to climb the mountain? Like, what do we do? I was, I'm sick. Like, what do I do? And I'm like, I'm like sitting there being like, we have spent so, so much, much money, money on this. And I have been training for this. But I'm like, don't make her feel bad. And so I'd be like, yeah, it'll be fine. Like, I guess I'll go and you'll stay uh, at the yes, hotel. Yes, she did say that. She did say yeah, you're I'll going. climb the yeah. mountain. Yeah. But in the I'm back like, of my I'm mind, I was like, going. oh, you're going. <laughs> like, you're, just gonna, you're just going to get better. You drink that tea. And so. <laughs> I was wearing compression socks, too, because I was afraid I was going to get thrombosis on the yes. plane. I was like, what if I swell up and you can't climb the mountain if yes. your calves are swollen? I mean, and I as would... someone who does not have plane anxiety, it was. <laughs> So interesting to be with someone who has huge plane anxiety. And to have been the person who asked her to go. Right, and who asked you her to go. You selected her as your companion. <laughs> and I yes. said yes. Yes, and she's just like, I got to walk around. Uh, yeah. You're like on the plane, uh, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, because I, I will sit on that plane for 11 hours. Oh, and, and fucking sleep, and just read like, books. Like, kind of fine, for the most part. Yeah. And so then we, yeah, so then we got We her, get there. We okay. get there. Okay, yeah. we get to keep the... To uh, Arusha. We get to Arusha. We land in Arusha. Tanzania. Which is in Tanzania. 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 Well, they said Tanzania there. The Africans. Yeah. Where we were. But it is funny. We all went to the same place. Isn't that Yeah. But it's well, a well, we were on, great yeah. country. We didn't get we to the island. We were informed at Pemba that a lot of people go to Tanzania for safari yes. and then decompress at Pemba. Yes. That's oh. what we were. Because yeah. yeah. well, safari's rough. Yeah, it's real hard. It seems so hard every time I've seen people's pictures. Yes, yes. But they were checking, so we met our guide. He met us at our at our lodge we were staying at before we get to the mountain, and they took our vital signs. Then we get to the mountain, and we were going up with a group of seven. We were going up the mountain. We were going up with a group of seven. Wait, I just went straight from the airport to doing this. No, we took two days. We went to a place. They also had monkeys. There was actually a um, a button. In oh, the yeah. place, panic button. A pan- no, from, <laughs> I guess a panic <laughs> button or a monkey. But it was literally a monkey. If a monkey gets in, they're like, if a monkey gets in your room, press this button and we'll come get the monkey I out. About that. And um, this place was um, the only. Th- it was beautiful because it was like sort of in the on the outskirts and um, had like a little river going by. And it was like called River Trees Country Inn, and it was owned mm. by a grandchild of the Von Trapp family. Oh, wow. I so, do not remember. This. <laughs> this is why so, I you. <laughs> so that was like that was like interesting, and it was also like. The you know, you had like the the canopy beds and everything, oh, yeah. and we had like we were also we were on malaria medicine and diamonds. Oh, you did take the, we yes. took the malaria. Were you getting yeah. like hallucinations and stuff? We, I've been on that several times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we were okay. I mean, it's also sort of hard to tell because you're like jet lagged and everything. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and then once, and then once we get on the mountain, so so we were there like two days, and then they came to pick us up and take us uh, to take us to the. To the mountain. To the mountain. Yes. And then we meet our crew. We meet yeah. the five other people that are going up the mountain mm-hmm. with us. We had two main guides or three, three main, main guides. guides and then 30 porters. Something like 30 porters. So that's people that are going to help with the gear, set up like the big tents, yes. the tent for the kitchen, carry all your shit. Cook everything. And how many people to these 30 porters? Seven. seven of us. Wow. Yes. Seven of us. So four yes. to one kind of deal. Yes. And we were, this was pretty luxurious for this, yeah. for this, although it's pretty standard. You can't go up without porters. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't go on your own. No. Um, Cause it's one way to like employ people with the economy and also to like keep you safe. But there is also another level of like luxury. They where carry they, you up and up. <laughs> basically. <laughs> where they like, you have like a, literally a bed and yeah, like a stand a up tent. And like, we didn't have that. I mean, we, but we certainly weren't roughing it. No. Like we would definitely, you know. It was yeah. rough, but we weren't roughing it. Right, exactly. It, it was, um, 
Yeah. And there were people, you know, we d- what we didn't want to do, which for people interested in Kilimanjaro, you know, you can do it in three days. Mm-hmm. Because every every day you're on the mountain, you, know, five you days. pay more money. Yeah. And so... So if you hustle, some, you save money. Well, some yeah, but it's like not good. You have to acclimatize and it's not safe. <laughs> and so we, again, wanted to survive this trip. <laughs> and enjoy it. So we did. And, and oh, yeah. we took and the most, the prettiest routes. How many uh, feet... Do you send? What's the? We start almost. Don't you zero? Almost at zero. It's the world's tallest freestanding mountain, so it's not part of a range, right? It's just like a mountain. Yes, and so you start off in the jungle, with like monkeys, and then you end up at twenty thousand feet. So ice in ice in ice. Wow, so it's pretty high, yeah. Yeah, so it's stunning. And so yes, you can do it in five days, but that's like your the chances of not feeling well or go up by a lot yeah. and like even when we were going up like you'd see people going down being carried down a yes. lot yes oh really um, yes because they and they even there's no expressway down huh well it's being run down or they have these if you're really really sick they have these like roll like, these like roller girl? things but it's like it's like bumpy and they say it's terrible I'm surprised they don't have a cable car that just like well they have <laughs> yeah. helicopters until you get too high and then it's too high for the helicopters right, so, to oh. yes, which I clearly remember that phrase and I was like oh yeah. dear god well because when, no return yeah when they picked us up when we were when we were done there was a group of NFL players I think and um who were with the same company and so they were like sorry we have to go we're we're picking them up with helicopter like they didn't finish oh wow like I yeah I think Oprah was there when we were there Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. You forgot that part. Yeah, I, I was like... uh, there. Fuck the Von Trapps, but I do remember <laughs> Oprah was there. Yeah. So we, like, as we're starting out, so you're walking seven to ten hours a day. Yes. And okay. they say pole pole, which pole, is pole. slow, slow. Slow, in Swahili. slow. In Swahili. So you go, which you're, I was you're, very fluent in. <laughs> she did learn Swahili. Oh, very quickly. Really? Yeah. She was like, where'd you learn Swahili? I was like, on the plane. <laughs> also, my favorite book as a child was a Swahili counting book. I was very obsessed with, I don't know why. I was obsessed with Africa as a child. So um, so the the tent, the first night we were there, I mm-hmm. do remember it was windy. It was rocky. We got through the jungle, and we were in this, like, arid, rocky place. Mm-hmm. And it was windy, and I was terrified. And Kelly goes right to sleep. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, oh. is my brain leaking? <laughs> it's windy. Guys, the tent gonna fly away. I took yeah. an Ambien, which oh, later no. our guide was like, our guide was like, do not take sleeping pills on the mountain. I was like, oh, but I have insomnia. And he was like, if you're tired, you will sleep. I was like, no, no, no. Do you know what? Do you have insomnia in Africa? Insomnia is you're tired and you can't sleep. Yeah. yeah. He was like, don't worry, don't worry. They always said, don't worry. Yeah. They so. was like, no, yeah, don't worry. Well, in the tent, I mean, that I will say that night, it really was like, are we going to get like blown off the mountain? Yeah, it, it, was it was windy. Insane. It was super windy. Um, and also, Roxy, can I talk about this? Your, what? How you use the restroom? How did I use the restroom? Well, in the tent. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes! Okay, okay iPod guys. Okay, people will identify. in the tent? Okay, yeah. no, okay. There is a device you can get. Everybody can Google this. It's basically like a funnel that you can pee in. Yeah. I want to remember the name. It's not like a peyote. I don't know. That's yeah. a drug. Okay, but you pee in this funnel. You put the funnel in a water bottle, and then you pee in this funnel, 
And so it's for women night. to have a penis so they can pee no, in the tent. So you can pee in the tent because everybody knows when you're camping or whatever. Yes. It's te- it's terrible it's to a, get out of your yeah. warm clothes and go out in the wilderness and it's pee. Squat. And they had like yeah. an yeah. outhouse tent. They, yeah, they they did. Have, we had they, we had like again. It was luxurious <laughs> luxurious. There was a porta potty tent, but you did have to get out of your tent to go. Yes, yeah. and but she was like, I don't want to do that. And I was peeing one night, and Kelly was like. Can you not do that above my head? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, you should just sit down there. Down yeah. at your feet. Yeah. I thought Everest, it was very convenient. Is there an Everest style thing when you get to a certain point where they like have to bag everything and take it out? Like you can't shit and leave it on the ground? Or... Well, well, they were bagging well, they, You have to bag everything. Yeah. And so you can in the, so obviously they have the porta potties and for when you're at camp. Which they would take care of, but when you're on the trail during the day, you had to like back up. Every, back up everything. Yeah, we're gonna get to something. Somebody's next. carrying. <laughs> yeah, well, so um, so we're <laughs> so you're, no, it. you're carrying. Your, right. So you're carrying your own oh, and then okay. throwing it away like at the end of the night. But yes, you were not supposed to leave anything on the mountain if you can help it. So. Yeah, I mean there was stuff like as you walk in the days. I mean. Well, I mean, we were packing out our stuff, but the days are long and you, I mean, it's intense. It's really humbling just to walk that long in a day. And it's not difficult in the sense that it, like Everest, where you've got to have crampons and gear. I mean, you don't need any gear to hike Mount Kilimanjaro, which is why it's one of the first Mm -hmm. of the seven peaks that people can climb that they want to climb because it's what they consider a non-technical hike. So we were just walking and mm-hmm. we had some poles and, but you really, I mean, I would fall anyways mm-hmm. and my legs were starting to give out. Even like day two, I remember I was like the last one to come in and I was crying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, well, it was tougher, I think, than you think. Than you think. It's and, mentally tough. And also I will say for me going down is hard. And so oh. we, you go up to reach an altitude and then go down. So the idea is you, you. You hike high and sleep low for altitude training, basically, yeah. to get oh, your okay. acclimated. And so you'd have to go, like, up and down. But the lands, and so, it like, it was tougher. You know, like, your feet are hurting. And, I mean, again, this is still, it's still also one of the most beautiful, beautiful. things you've ever seen. Foliage, you've, I can't, I can't it's, even describe it's it. like, like out of just, a Dr. Seuss book, some mm-hmm. of the foliage the things you, they yeah. say it's like walking the world in seven days because you pass through all these microclimates i was gonna say like yeah. you're going different you go through desert yes. you go through yeah i mean you're from hawaii so it's i feel like, like well they have a lot of microclimates there <laughs> yeah but we, like, like, <laughs> we drove to the top of yeah. the mountain that had snow yeah. on it like it wasn't you know <laughs> so but yeah so and and it was tough and so because we're gonna get this later like i would say you not that roxy was having a harder time than anybody but you were i'm very fit i know this mm-hmm. is a, a an audio podcast i'm really fit <laughs> yeah no, she was very. But it was fit. hard. Yeah, but it was. She was fit, but it was hard. And also, we'd get we'd be at night, and the and they'd be like, "So tomorrow, how does everybody feel about heights or climbing?" Because the, the safety standards are slightly different. So, <laughs> so you would like go. There was like this this wall you sort of have to climb and like jump over this thing, and like they're there to help you. As a training thing, you mean, or as part? No, this is no, to get up the, the mountain. To get up the mountain. Okay. And again, this is, it's still not much, but he'd be like, how does it, how do people like heights and you got to like climb and like Roxy's like, what? No, I'm like, who here is afraid of heights? And I remember I raised my hand. I was the only one out of the seven. I was like, I am, I'm 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 afraid of heights. And he was like, tomorrow you will walk behind me, like in the front. And it was, yeah. So you would scale, you had to scale a wall with all of your limbs. And he's like, we're leaving early because people get knocked off. 
Like you have yes. your backpack on, and when there are too many people trying to get up, some people have been knocked off this mountain because the porters are going up so fast and they hit your yeah. backpack and then people have fallen. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'll be the first one up that fucking yeah, so mountain, which yeah, I right was. Behind, yeah, his name was Godsend. You were right behind Godsend. I was right behind Godsend. Yeah. Also, going, speaking of the porters, it was a little humbling. The porters would be, oh. some of them would, I mean, be, pre- our porters were pretty well dressed, but you'd see porters who were like in flip flops. And this is going up to very cold. Like, meanwhile, we were in like a thousand layers. So and we're like, poly, poly, slow. And they're literally <laughs> carrying your bag and just like, passing you by because <laughs> they're just like speeding by you and you're just like oh, okay well like you're like I'm pretty I'm this is I'm doing pretty good I'm climbing a mountain and they're like boop 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 we you know so also it shows you like I mean it was so we were very aware of this the privilege that we had mm-hmm. to being there and that they couldn't afford the clothes mm-hmm. and here they were working so hard like to get to the campsite before we did so they could set up all our tents and then they so they were doing double the mm-hmm. hiking all day because they were going up yeah. ahead of us and then running down to go get food and, and sometimes things, water and like halfway up. halfway through I they mean, had to go get water and when we we'd come oh. in they'd um they'd sing to us they'd like welcome oh. us into the camp and like sing Jumbo. to us wow. yeah. how many miles did you guys do in a day that's a great question. Like that I five think five or something like that. I don't know. All I know was seven to ten hours of walking a day, and the last day was sixteen. Yeah, it's. I'm embarrassed to say that I don't know the answer to that because I know at some point when I was planning it, like I did know. Yeah. But um. But yeah, I don't know. I guess it would be how many miles is it divided by five, right? Yeah. Probably that's. And on certain days, you walk more. Like it's like this is a big day when you're gonna go up above fifteen thousand mm-hmm. feet, which is considered extreme altitude where your brain could leak. You're going yeah. slower and then and slower than you go slow slowly and then you come back down mm-hmm. so you can sleep below fifteen thousand so you can kinda you're gearing you your say body. Come back down. You're coming back down the same trail you just went up or you're going no. over a hill and down and then no. over a hill and down. You're, you're sort of going over you're not going where you just came. You're going, you're like seeing more of the mountain and maybe going, or thinking in terms of going around. Yeah. And also, and this is, it's like hard, it's, I, you know, you don't realize how big the mountain is. I mean, I get, you know. It's it's not straight shot. Not at all. So you're, I mean, maybe when you first start off, we were sort of felt like we were going straight up. But then other than that, you're kind of going around. So it doesn't even feel like you're going. It's abstract. It's not until the very last night that you really are just like, I am hiking up. up. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's mm. it's, it's so kind of big. it's up and down and through different landscapes valleys and, and stuff. valleys yeah. and and so you're just it's almost like I think the, the route we did you almost are just going like around, around the, the mountain, mountain. The side yeah. of the mountain so, yeah so it's as opposed to there are places I think like at, at Everest once you get to a certain level you go up and then you come back and sleep at base camp and so you really are going up and down but yeah. this isn't because I mean that's like ten thousand feet above where where, where we, we were where we were the base camp of Everest is about where we. Ended. ended. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, wow. uh, spoiler alert. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, the uh, night of the mm-hmm. summit attempt, they wake yes. you up. So this is the morning of the fifth, right? It's yeah, like the, the fifth, fifth night. Yes. Or the fifth day. They wake you up at 1230 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And um, we're at above 15,000 feet. Yes. So we've been sleeping since whatever, 8 mm-hmm. p.m. or whenever we went to bed. They wake us up at 1230 in the morning. And you put on all your gear, all your, no, well, all your gear, all your clothes, because it's so cold, and you have one porter assigned to you that night to carry a hot liquid that mm-hmm. you will drink and carry your gear with you, and he will run you down if, if you get sick. Turn around. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so two people turned around. Well, no. Out of your seven. Out of our seven. 
think three people. Oh, did three people turn around? Turned around. Because you said you were four at of us made 15 it. and you were going to 20? We're going, yeah. So you... In one, one night. In one night. One so, night. And so That's a big climb, yeah. yeah. 12.30, the, the, the goal is to reach the summit by sunrise. So mm-hmm. 12.30 you start and by 6.30... Straight, you're gonna walk. Yeah. When did you straight. go to sleep before you woke you go to, up? At, uh, like 8 p.m. or something. So you go after dinner, yeah, after dinner, so like eight, but like the altitude is so awful. So yes. I felt really good pretty much the whole time until this night, yeah. And so I was like, I mean, you feel you have a headache that is like the worst headache you've ever had, yes. and you're just like, Am I is my head gonna explode? Is like, what's happening? And so it was really hard to sleep, whereas I hadn't had trouble sleeping before. I thought you were actually in pretty good well, shape. I was, well, here's the thing with me. If you listened to me the whole time, you would think, this girl isn't going to make it. Like, people kept looking at me like, why the fuck are you on this? Party? I was like, wait a minute, I'm afraid of heights and I can't do that. And when it is my, I asked the guide at one point, how will I know if my brain is leaking? And he said, you won't know. We will know. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. So... We, but I was doing fine, you know, and then that last, I did get a headache at one point so bad, but people were having diarrhea, people had congestion, people, I was Someone okay didn't with even the start. altitude. Someone didn't even start the, this hike. There was Somebody didn't attempt the summit night because she was already sick yeah. and she was like, I don't want to and even try And did the altitude give them diarrhea? Or yes. Okay. yes. How can altitude yes. give you diarrhea? Just weird things to your body. Your body's in shock. You're, yeah, you're, yeah, your body's in shock. There are um, no living creatures up there. Oh yes, yeah, so yeah. really? not a shrew or a mouse or anything. Uh, I didn't so, see a So creature. here's the thing. So you start off at night at fifteen thousand feet, and it is, I mean, the wind. It's like a shh, and it's dark, and everyone has a headlamp on. Yeah, and you're and it's scree. So you're kind Explain of like what scree is. Scree is like sand and. Pebbles, um, maybe. And pebbles. So Ooh. almost like sand full of pebbles. So you're constant so you're almost like going Ooh. up and then like slipping. And there's no plants up here either? No. No, no plants. No, no it's like it ice. Nothing can live yes. up here. But I mean this nothing. is nothing. But this is so dark <laughs> you can't like you can't see except yeah. your headlamp. So you're, so you're just like walking step by step. Step by step. Roxy because of her my anxiety, aforementioned anxiety, and then worried <laughs> about her was pretty far at the front. Yeah, yes. and then so I would because Godson, who was our guide, was like Roxy, you're behind me. Yeah. So then <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so then I was behind Roxy. Um, it was here's the thing. It was a lot harder. Like I not say I'd been fine, but I'd been I'd been fine. This was, I mean, I knew I was going to make it, but like at one point I did fall over and I said, go on without me. (laughs) (laughs) It's very dramatic. And people would be like, it's not worth it. And like the people from our group were turning around. Yeah, we're turning around. And which which of course they don't want because they want to be able to say they have this X X amount of rate of going up. So they really, they do everything they can to help you up. Yeah, so like at one point, this is pretty high. Up, but Godson was like um, Fred. He was like I think it was Frederick was the name they give. They give themselves like English names, and it, so the porter who was assigned to me, and he was like, "Take your her backpack," which of course I was like, "I'm fine," and they were like, "Take her backpack," <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like she's gonna make it. So, um, 
So, so were we keep guys, going. Were, but you, were you guys tied in with like other groups in this same nighttime march? Yes. So there's like 20, 30, 40, 50 people? No, no. A hundred. A hundred people like, trying to summit. It is, oh. it's, like, it's like a light. It's like Certain, a light uh, show going up. Like zigzagging up the mountain. You yeah. just see these lights. Everybody has their headlamp and you're yeah. just going <clears throat> pace by pace by pace. And you start to really feel like, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you can't it feels see. so dangerous yes. and dark. Like your all your survival instincts are like you're going you against them. Here, yeah. yeah, and people are turning around. So yeah. you're like, wait, people are turning around. People are, are getting they, sick. One people, of the girls threw up. Oh, uh, yeah. One of the Dutch, so we were some Dutch girls. One of the girls threw up. Vomited in the whim, but she kept going. Yeah, she, she kept, kept going. going. So I, Go at one ahead. point, raised my hand and say, Godson. I have diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's windy, so you it's kind windy. of have to yell and it. And so I had to yell it. Windy diarrhea. Oh, no. And so, <laughs> I'm so I'm, by the way, this is like, I can't believe I'm sharing this, but guess what, guys? This is what happened. Yeah. This is and what happens up there. It is the coldest you've ever been in your life. I mean, I am saying like the layers that we had on, like I couldn't hold things. Your, your hands numb. So everybody Indeed. had to stop. I had to go behind the mountain. Behind a rock. I had to go behind a rock. I had to go to the bathroom. I was not able to clean it up. (laughs) It was was dark. It was dark. I was like, the mortification of every single, because just staying still is like the worst because it is like cold. Well, you're not allowed to. He said it's too cold to stop. It's too cold to stay still, but everyone had to stop for me because I was so sick. Yeah. And so I get down with my, and it was one of those things where you're like, I am humiliated right now. But you came out with your bag. I remember (laughs) she came out from the rock. With her white bag, so she tried to like use toilet yes. paper. And yes, she came I mean, out I with her packed listen, little I, bag. I tried to, t- I did not litter on, I did what I could to not litter on that mountain. Yeah. But it was like, it was, and to, to come out and be like, every single person here is dying right now because you, this happened to you, was horrible. And because if, if I felt so sick, I wasn't, I also wasn't drinking enough water. Yeah. Because um, I just, you just didn't want to drink anything. So then I really didn't want to eat or drink anything because I was like, well, I'm not doing this to everybody again. Yeah. Like this is, like this is crazy. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was guzzling every, there, if they would say five liters today, but I'm going to drink ten because my brain is not going to fucking leak on this. I'm going to survive this. Yeah. Yes. And so then we, so it was I, like, it's one of those things where you're just like, this is humiliating, but also we just keep going. We just and, keep going. Yeah, and like I said, there are people turning around, there's people throwing up, Yeah. there's people, and so... Did you hear, like, weird, like, confessions, such as, like, are you here? Like, just people sobbing. No, but I really had a, I really had a come to Jesus moment on the mountain when mm-hmm. I was going up, because I was like, why are you doing this? It was, t- like, talking to myself, and like, oh, Kelly's dream is so fucking dangerous. Like, I just wanted to go on a safari where you're not allowed to walk. You just sit in a Jeep and you look at the animals. And, like, you know, I'm just kind of, like, raging out in my head. Like, why? Just turn around. Like, you know, why are you doing this? Because I was just so determined. And I was right behind the guide. And I was, like, repeating my address over and over again in my head to make sure that, like, is my brain working? Is it good? Is it good? You know, yeah. Just, like, okay, okay. I live it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, good. You're okay. You can do this, you know? And I'm like, why? Why? Just turn around. Is this your ego or what? But I really had this moment, and it was probably because everything that was going on in my life at the time, but, like, I just was thinking about every, all my fears facing, like, my mortality because my dad had died, you know? And so I'm up there on this mountain in the dark, 
you know, and I'm just thinking about him and I'm feeling him there and like he would want you to keep going. Like, God, he would be so amazed right now. And thinking about my mom, like thinking about all these people and I really was like, okay, you've got to make it to the top. Like you just have to. It was so crazy. So we just, I mean, we just made it. Like we yeah. got there in the morning. We just kept going and we got there and it was this moment like we both broke into tears yeah. And it's just this weird feeling. Like, this is why people climb mountains. Like, I know you watch those documentaries and you're like, fuck that. <laughs> but, like, there is something so primal yeah. about climbing a mountain that makes you feel like this is what it is to be a human being. Like, this is kind of like, I'm going to reach this place. You know, just, like, mm -hmm. going forward in the face of obstacles. And I could feel that so much that night. It was like a metaphor. So we made it to the top and we were like, yeah! Like, crying, laughing, taking pictures. I peed. It was yes. so fucking cold. I still have a memory. She's literally down. on the top of a mountain, and she goes behind a rock. You Tiny can, She, rock. like, perches. You can, like, see her. You can see <laughs> my face. <laughs> like, see her, and she's just, like, going to the restroom. But, yeah. I mean, because I, like, for me, it was, like, I, because I, when all, obviously, what had happened to me, I was, like, am I not going to make it? Like, it had never occurred to me that might happen. And it was, honestly, it's just so much harder than I thought it was going to be. Like, it was, like, I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be hard, but I can do this. And it was like, I might not make this. Mm -hmm. And it's, but yeah, it's such a good, yeah, so we got up there and it's sunrise oh. and it's just one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. Like being on Mars. I've yeah. never, like, it was, you could see, there was like, I think on day four of the hike or three, you get above the clouds. So you were looking down at clouds. Yeah. And by Jesus. the time you're up there on day, on that morning, you are so high. It is, you feel like, you know, like you're in heaven, like you're on another planet or could you're you above the earth. It's could just... you see the earth and the ocean or was it just clouds? Like a layer of clouds, I mean. It was mostly just clouds and there's another mountain, Mount Meru, right? Meru. Meru, yeah. so you could, you could sort of see below you. below you. You could sort a of peak. see that. Wow. And, and, but like with the sun coming up oh. and it was just, it was just stunning. But then you were in like a long line to get your picture taken by the at the peak. <laughs> at the peak, yeah. And so, like after you all, all that. It's just yeah. your eyes. You're so cool. You have all your gear on. It's just your eyes. Yeah. And you're smiling. You're like, yee, but you're fucking cold. And then the guide's like, we've been here too long. We yeah. must go down. And you're like, oh shit, we could still die. And apparently going down is more dangerous. So you're like, fuck. I yeah. made it, but I still might die. Yeah, and also going down is very oh. difficult on your knees. Terrifying. <laughs> so also, it's scree, so it's loose rocks, Slippery. and they basically they're like ski down. You ski, you slide. Slip, slide so run. you put your heels, you dig your heels in, and you're sliding down a fucking mountain. So the porters, especially the ones who got to know, the ones who went all the way to the top with us, so we knew them a little bit more. Oh, God. Who got, and so they, Ro Roxy was having trouble or whatever, <laughs> and so they got on either side of her. It was like they ran. These are, They're probably in their early 20s. Oh, yeah. They ran, grabbed her on either side, and like, 
I watched her like ski down with no <laughs> I was skis. screaming. And one of them came up to me. I go, don't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I am not doing I that. I was terrified and screaming. They were like, ha, 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 ha. And I was like, ah! like, don't do this to me. I was having a heart attack. I was the last one to make it back to camp that night. My back was spasming. I was the first one up, I think, because I was behind the guide. Yeah. And the last one fucking to make it to camp. Because they want to take you way down below, like, you have to go down to like 13,000 feet or something. Yeah, you. I thought it might even be 10,000, but they want you, you to go below like the danger zone. So you're just like, they know you're fine. Yeah. And there's not, I mean, I wouldn't, I guess that would make sense. It's not any kind of bends thing of like if you do it too quickly going down, it can mess you up or no, it's no. all just going no, up. No, just going, yeah, just yes. going up. No, the quicker you get down, the better. the better. That's how you save your life, basically. But yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the plan is. Five days up and how many days down? Two. Okay, wow. Day, yeah, like a day and a half. Like yeah. going down is like barely even a memory because you're like kind of so. <laughs> I remember. The only my well my <laughs> big, yes my big panic attack you for anyone listening you can't tell but I'm very pale and I'm very into my <laughs> oh, sunscreen oh, is my that God. at one point because of course the day comes up. Yeah. And I go to put my sunscreen on, and it's frozen from the top. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I want to say that was my panic attack. I was like, oh, what's your I can't And sunscreen. your hair. And your hair. <laughs> Let's just talk about our hair on the mountain really quick. So as the days progressed, my hair seemed to look better and, and better. better. Her hair looked stunning. She looked beautiful. She really, It really agreed with her. Um, she <laughs> should always live on a mountain. Hair. She looked like a model. <laughs> my hair and Kelly's hair after one day was like grease stuff. <laughs> Back to her fucking face. We were laughing so hard. Also, you don't shower for seven days, so you are dirtier. A little funky, too. Yeah. You're, well, no, we had these cloths that we would wipe ourselves with every night, naked next to each other in a tent, and just, like, full body wipe our privates with these fucking cloths, and then put them in our trash bags to carry out of the mountain. But our nails, underneath our nails, were black. Like, you just, it's, it's a dirt you cannot get out of for a while. They're mm-hmm. like, it's it's going to take some time. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I lost, I think, two or three toenails. Oh. Yeah. The I whole did, toenail? I did yes. not. He has never been more shocked in his entire life. Not, I don't know how that happened. Not, not initially, like, not, it didn't happen right away, but I had such, like, blood. I'm oh, sorry. No. As it, but it's like, I actually took a picture of it to send someone. Yeah. And it was so disgusting. Who was I was the like, lucky recipient? <laughs> it was so Maybe, like, my sister or something. It was so disgusting, I couldn't even keep it on my phone. Like, because I was like, I was like, I was like, this is disgusting. In case something happens, I want no one to ever see this picture. <laughs> but like the great, so we finished the whole thing, right? And then the great part was after this, we went back to our lodge. Mm-hmm. We got to take showers, mm-hmm. which was the best fucking shower of my life. Mm-hmm. And then we went on safari. Yes. And the well, we did have to get on a tiny little plane, which oh. we hit a bird. Yes. We, Our little oh. plane hit a bird, and we almost died. And I yes, was like, before, <gasps> before that, we got in. We had so we had a guy taking us, and we get in his car. And as he's driving, he goes, "So you had fun? Um, I'm taking something about like you had a fun trip, right? And what um, what time is your plane? And we go, "What time is our plane? We're going on safari." He had, we had gotten in the wrong car. Yeah, we got in the wrong car. And he was freaking out. And fun fact about Tanzania, Tanzania, 
Tanzania. Tanzania <laughs> is that you can speed if you have a tourist in the car and they're trying to get somewhere. Oh. So they sped know. us back to where we were. Our know. actual guide was having a full-on panic attack <laughs> because he had like lost us. And so yeah, so then we went in with him and we that's when we started going on safari. Yeah. yeah. So we went to safari and like the safari story is much more is yeah. just short and blissful. Yeah. Like it was the most beautiful thing. We went to the Serengeti. We were staying in luxury tents and we saw the crossing of the wildebeest, mm-hmm. which makes me I will literally cry thinking of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was my dream and way better than Orange County. Like, <laughs> yes. head. like it was the most beautiful and because we had just been through that literal like almost death experience, like all we did is sit in a jeep and like, mm-hmm. drink every African beer. We drank yeah. every African beer. We had beer. safari. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 we had the safari beer. We drank a lot of safari beer. beer was yeah. great. It was yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. We, had the, we drank so much beer. Then at one point they um, took us to, because we were way up north, and um, uh, Peter, who we're still friends with on Facebook, who we see what he's Peter. up to. Oh, Peter. I love that guy. He took us, he was like, I'm going to take you this one place, and it was the border of Kenya. And so we went into Kenya. In, I peed in Kenya. Yeah, yeah. And then we started getting We had wine at sunset. And so we went, so even though I didn't really go to Kenya, we've been to Kenya. We crossed mm-hmm. over to Kenya. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it was, it, it was, um, yeah, it was magical. And seeing the safari, seeing the wildebeest crossing is kind of unbelievable. Because um, like it's thousands of them. Tens of, of thousands, it's, hundreds of thousands. Picture when you've had an ant swarm, the biggest ant swarm you could imagine yeah. in your home, but picture huge animals. Yeah. You, there's no end to it. You don't understand how there could be this many yeah. of an animal. But then watching them all sense. suddenly turn one way and you don't know why. And you're up on a ridge and they're down in a valley kind of deal? You or? sit in Jeeps so that your guide, and we had our own guide, and Kelly and I were in a Jeep, and all of, everybody's in their Jeeps away from the river. So what you're waiting for is for them to cross the river. But the wildebeest are very, they say, <laughs> they're a dumb animal. You yeah. know, like, yeah. and basically once... And they're scared. So once one brave one decides to make the jump, they all just go and start like rushing across the river. So you wait far away to give them their space. And then they, these guides can hear a splash. They can hear the splash in the river and suddenly all the jeeps go, 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 go. And all these jeeps go racing with the wildebeest and you get to the edge and you just see this stream of thousands of animals, these huge animals just trying to get across the river. And it and is... And crocodiles are in the river. And no. so they're coming is. around your Jeep? Like, you're in the... They're all yeah. around you. Yeah, they're all around. It depends, like, you... So, and sometimes you'd be there and they'd be just be, like, walking and grazing and they're, like... And even around our tents and they're, like... You just, like, hear that sound yeah. all the time. But then when they're... But then suddenly they'll just all start running. And you don't really know why, but they'll go They'll go to the river and then they'll start crossing. And so then when they're usually running, the, the guides have been trained really well. It takes a hard, it's very hard to be a guide there. And, um, and so then you're back off. So they're not, you're not going to be in it when they're like running because they could, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, some, or something like they that. They give a distance. Yeah, they're yeah. so respectful of the animals there. The guides are so professional mm-hmm. and wonderful and um, they're really trying to honor you know mm-hmm. the whole experience and did you see crocodiles like go for them or anything or was it no they're like that is a once in a lifetime you know it's yeah. like the people who get those shots in the documentaries 
you know, they they are saying all the tourists come and they want to see the crocodile biting the wildebeest, you yeah. know, like midair and right. they're like that, you know. Because usually they're happen. just like, they've already eaten and they're just like, I'm just hanging out. But you do, <laughs> you do see the the wounded wildebeest, you know, in the Serengeti, it's sad. You see the vultures, mm-hmm. like, you know, trailing them because they know, okay, that wildebeest is going to drop and we're going to come in and eat it. And we the saw, lions, we saw lions. Yeah, we saw lions eating. eating. And, yeah. Eating animals, and, and I was not scared at all of that stuff. How well, close did reason. you get to lions? Oh God, as close, close as you. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, so no. Like, in, an an open open arms, in an open two arm, in an open two. The thing here's something interesting I found so fascinating. Two things about so they said don't wear red because the lions they think have developed an animosity toward the color red because the Maasai people mm-hmm. wear red and there is a long-standing. <clears throat> battle between the lions come for the Maasai's cattle and the Maasai chase the lions off and so they associate red with conflict so you don't want to be wearing red on a safari Ah. the second interesting thing I will say about the Maasai which I would love to just you know have spent more time with the Maasai or learning about them is that we would see them herding their cattle Mm -hmm. while they were on cell phones and it was the most (laughs) crazy thing Mm -hmm. Like in like like red traditional red garb on cell phones herding their cattle. And it was like, what is the world is insane. Yeah, it's like it's just a different it's just to see that their modernization is is there and everything and also yeah. But um yeah, we got really close to lions. Really close. Apparently they don't really like the smell of humans and also once they've eaten, they have no interest in you. So. <laughs> but it is. How do you weird. know if they've eaten or not? Well, that's they're a not, great. You know what? You're that's a question. But yeah, it is funny because you see in South Africa, I feel like you see that they have to have the windows closed in South Africa. Really? Yeah. Well, because mm-hmm. someone got killed because a lion came and took her out of the window, or bit, and and so it is funny because I'm like, wait a second, how come we were allowed to just be in? But an is open that because it's like it's like LA where it's super densely populated, so they're more encroaching on land versus like this is. Spread out. And yeah, it's own. but yeah, it's possible that that's what it is. They don't I, go feed the lions and like shoot a wildebeest so the lion eats before you drive through. No, no I don't think no, so. No, they are no, I don't. Oh think no, oh, Peter we're, would we're, have done the guides. No, yeah. Oh, we're, no. We're, plus where we were was actually like we didn't see a leopard, even though they were there. We were actually because we wanted to see the migration. We didn't see as much other animals as we could have. So we were like very far north and very remote, and there no, there was definitely no. Yeah. messing with the animals. And so what we saw, we saw. And then they're kind of like, yeah, and if you don't see something, we're so, like, we spent a long time to look for lions. We spent, because we, we'd yeah. already seen them, but we wanted to see more. So we spent a whole day, you know, we, we did see them and it was great, but like, there's no, um, let's see if we can, yeah. get, you know, help them. There's no like, oh, chumming no. the waters. To no, no, no these guys are so uh, Elephants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. We saw everything. And, you know, our tents, you're in the middle of the Serengeti, and just outside your tent, there are zebras all over the place. And Like, as you walk to dinner, there's a, um, when you walk back from dinner, there is a guy with a bow and arrow who walks with you. To your tent. Because everybody has their separate glam tent with a wooden floor, right? And then the dinner tent is its own separate big tent. And so the guide, it's getting dark, and he, not the guide, but the security guard with yeah. the bow and arrow would walk you. But I remember I was, of course, my anxiety kicked in because he was holding a flashlight and a bow and arrow. And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Does he drop the flashlight? 
And yeah. then like she maybe was, some of this is just for tourists. For sure. Yes. Yeah. I was like, how is he gonna fend off these lions with the shotgun on his back? He has yeah. no gun. No. Yeah. No, he had a bow and arrow. That's a two-handed, two-handed job. Yeah. But they didn't seem they didn't seem very worried. But it is. I mean, it really is like as far as you are from me. There's like a ze- multiple oh, zebras. Oh, multiple. There's zebras everywhere. Wow. There's. Yeah. There's a lot of. Everything. I mean, but the hippopotamus is really what they kept saying to be wary of. Yeah. Like, he will cut you in half. Did you see a hippo? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. We saw everything but a cheetah. I don't think a I cheetah saw a cheetah and a leopard. People, uh, leopard. other people saw them, but because we were out looking for the lions. Cheetah and leopard. And then we, I didn't see it. There was a rhinoceros, but I didn't. <laughs> I say it like you don't believe it. Like, like I guess I was there was like, a rhinoceros. I'm like, they told me there was a rhinoceros. I think I'm I not sure. It. I think oh, you said you saw. Oh it. no, I think I have a picture of the rhinoceros. I had an extra extra zoom lens camera, which yeah. I was so glad I brought, so I would like see things in the far distance. Plus, my sister's a wildlife biologist, so I feel like I have like a keen eye. I'll be like, there's a there's an eagle over there, like way far. They're like where, and then I'm like zoom 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 zoom. You know, it's like. I got the picture. Yeah, she was so a I good burner. Took amazing pictures. I'm a good burner. But yeah, yeah. So and that was the epic. So there was a lot of epic lessons from that. I mean, it was really like, I didn't need to travel for a year. I felt like no desire. You know, I was full. It was like one of those soul filling trips, and um, I came back and I just felt like I could do so much, and there was so much I had to do with caring for my mom that it was like a trip that just felt like I was like okay I climbed that mountain I can do anything mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah what a great two part adventure <laughs> <laughs> I have not traveled with Kelly since <laughs> I haven't climbed any major mountains we want to go to India so mm-hmm. we'll be back for that story alright they're excited yeah I gotta go to India we'll all go together yeah we're very calm travelers. We just drink too much. <laughs> well, I drink too much too, so that's fun. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay! All right, let's go around the circle. Tell everybody where they can find you, social medias and things. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh, Roxana Ortega, you can find me on Twitter at Roxana Ortega on Instagram. Roxana Ortega official. I know they should be the same, but they're not. They're not. (laughs) And um, if you like cartoons, you can listen to, uh, I'm on Nickelodeon's show right now, The Casa Grandes, so you can watch that on Saturday mornings. That's all. Same. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm very private on social media, but you can listen. There's a podcast I've been on called The Oscar Should Have Gone To, which is about... Uh, what should have won what year? Oh, yeah. oh. Ian. Uh, Ian screams <laughs> <laughs> on all platforms. Pretty much. Uh, Mary Jo's not with us, but she's at Mary Jo LA on everything, and uh, T Chick is at T Chick Photo, right? On everything, I believe so. And then I am Colleen Smee, C O L L E E N S M I. On Instagram or on Twitter, and then Colleen Marie Smee Uh-oh. on Instagram. Same Uh-oh. thing. I don't know who has Colleen Smee. Um, and uh, we will have photos of you guys later when we get to go to Chick's house and take their photos. But uh, I think that's it. Uh, Great story. Yeah. Yay! Yay!